Previously in the Valley of Green Gold, you see Tag Pub 7, the four-armed construct, standing at the end of the pier, glaring out into the water, looking for something. And then you see an enormous dark form gliding through the water just under the surface. It rises from the waves as it approaches the remaining ship, its gaping maw wide open as it takes a huge bite out of the vessel. Screams fill the air as the ship catches fire. It's a dragon turtle. But as you look onward in horror, you see its exposed skull under a massive head wound. And as it raises one of its clawed flippers to smash at the burning vessel, you see large flaps of flesh hanging off its leg. This is an undead dragon turtle. Roll initiative. Oh my. Welcome wombat folk and trolls, sorcerers and orcs to Rated RPG, the fantasy role-playing podcast where we toss dice and have fun adventures with our friends. This is the Valley of Green Gold, episode 41. This gargantuan, putrid monster has made short work of one of the ships in the harbor, and what's left of the other one, which is close to the docks, is slowly sinking beneath the waves. And although there's no shortage of meat in the water, dozens of sailors and crew frantically swimming toward the safety of the shoreline, this draconic zombie appears to have shifted its focus to a new target, the town of Merchant Harbor itself. Now the turn order is as follows, Silbeth, Clubhead, Tagpub7, Wendell the Wombat, and Zombunny who share that turn, and then the undead dragon turtle. Ooh, Tagpub's gonna help us. As Silbeth takes stock of the situation, she would realize that she could use her movement to get close enough to use ranged attacks. But instead of attacking, you can use your standard action to study the monster, reflecting on what you know to see if a weakness comes to mind. That would be a religion check, Brad. Yeah, it might be worth it to do that. I got a 17. All right, all right. Silbeth has an epiphany. This dragon turtle is similar to the undead skull that you defeated at Kyle's ranch. Both are reptilian in nature, both have shells, both are zombies. All right. Cold damage worked very well against the zombie skull. Okay. Also, as you intently look for any other clues to help you in the battle ahead, you notice there's something unusual about the dragon turtle's shell. The mosaic pattern on its carapace is typically one fused piece, but a couple of these segments, they're called scoots, appear to be slightly open, hinged, as if they're trap doors. Oh my God, is, are there things riding inside it? <laughs> okay. Uh, um, wow. All right. I, I relate that to everyone else. We move on to Clubhead. Okay. Am I 120 feet away from it? You're closer than that. All right. Yep. So this big nasty dragon turtle is tearing shit up and there could be baddies inside of it, you think, maybe? So I think I'm just going to call down a nice, big, tall shroom beam right on top of it. Ooh. So uh, I raise my staff into the sky and uh, shout some magical words. Uh, and uh, a beam of sickening green light shoots up into the air. And then it comes back down on top of the dragon turtle. Now, this won't affect the dragon turtle until it is the dragon turtle's turn, correct? Yeah. Anything else for you? I'll, I'll run a bit closer to it. Okay. Distance, the way we play, is kind of relative. Yeah. You'd be able to close the distance. You'd still have to get into the water if you would want to, like, get within five feet, melee attack, but... I don't really want to get in melee with it. I just... 
Uh, uh, you know, 30, 20, 30, 40 feet, something like that. You won't have trouble closing the distance for most ranged attacks. Yeah. Okay, so now you see the four-armed construct that you've met before, Tag Pub 7. He works down at the docks and usually unloads ships and stuff like that. But now that Tag Pub 7 has seen this dragon turtle destroying ships, this is one of Tag Pub 7's prime directives, you know, protect the docks at all costs. You see him run over to the ship that's sinking in front of him. He jumps on the deck of the ship. He picks up a cannon <laughs> and aims it at the dragon turtle because a cannon requires you to load it, aim it, and fire it. That's three actions. Thankfully, with four arms and as experienced as Tag Pub 7 is, he gets two attack actions this turn. So his first attack action is to aim the cannon, which is presumably already loaded. And with one of his four arms, he lights the fuse on the cannon and fires it at the dragon turtle. Oh my gosh. Boom, a 24 to hit. Jeez. As the cannon goes off and the recoil uh, sends it kind of flying out of Tag Pub's hands, it deals 34 damage bludgeoning to the uh, undead dragon turtle. Nice. And as it blasts through the side of the dragon turtle's shell, uh, you can see that the dragon turtle is damaged, but not much. Now, Tag Pub 7 is still standing on the deck of this ship that is sinking. So he uses the rest of its movement to get off of the deck of the ship. But uh, the cannon that he fired at it flew overboard wow. and out of his hands. So that, that's the one shot he has with that. Wendell, what are you going to have Zombunny do? Do I have an inkling where the dragon turtle might make land? Yes. Uh, send Zombunny down to greet the turtle. <laughs> right. And uh, and then Wendell is going to cast Reduce on the turtle. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so the dragon turtle is gargantuan in size. So half of gargantuan would be large, going from 20 by 20 foot to 10 by 10 foot. <laughs> Got to make a constitution saving throw. All right. Here's a natural 20. Whoops. <laughs> the spell has no effect, Wendell. Mm, I have to go back to the drawing board on that one. <laughs> if only it was a motorcycle of some sort or a vehicle. Zombunny makes his way down to the shoreline uh, directly in front of the dragon turtle, who will arrive on his next turn. <laughs> next up, the undead dragon turtle. And as Bunny arrives on the shoreline, so does the undead dragon turtle. Seeing Zombunny standing defiantly in front of it, moaning, maybe? <laughs> the dragon turtle makes its first of three attacks. First, biting at Zombunny with a uh, 22 to hit. Oh, well, damn. <laughs> Sorry to hit. 16 piercing damage. I'm down to five. <laughs> so you're down to five hit points. The uh, second attack is uh, a cl it claws at you with this massive claw. It's like knocking rocks and things. <laughs> Natural one. It misses you with its claw attack, and it swipes at you with the other claw, this enormous bony oh. claw ripping into you. 21 to hit for 16 slashing damage. <laughs> I'm just vivisected, I'm assuming like, well. <laughs> you do have undead fortitude because you are a zombie. So uh, reducing you to zero hit points means that you, you get to make a constitution saving throw. The DC oh. is 21. Oh, well let's just roll a 20. 
<laughs> 15. Oh. Zombunny is, yeah, vivisected, ripped completely in two, and his <laughs> lifeless body parts fly up onto the shop. Uh. <laughs> I'm just turning uh. into Kenny from South Park now. Oh no, they killed Bunny again! <laughs> <There we go>. <laughs> <laughs> Wendell casts Animate Dead on both halves. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Okay, you can't. Uh, but hey, the, br uh, the bright side is that the uh, dra undead dragon turtle used all of its uh, actions to, to attack Zombunny. So it's uh, it's back up to the top of the turn order. Round two. It started in, in a moonbeam, right? So it's got to make a con save. Oh, yeah. Thank you for reminding me. It's so easy to forget that. All right, a con save coming from the undead dragon turtle. We've seen this before. A 15, does that pass? That's exactly what it needed. Uh, oh, Ooh. I rolled max on the damage, so it, it 2d10, so that's uh, 20 damage divided by two, so 10 radiant damage. Is there an effect because it's undead? Uh, no, if it's a shapeshifter, then it would have to go back into its normal form, but. No, it is not a shapeshifter. You do uh, knock some of the flesh off of its head when you uh, hit it with the moonbeam. Awesome. It's at this point that the undead dragon turtle has reached the shore compartments on top of its shell pop open. Oh boy. There's two of them, one right up at the top. And emerging, leaping from that compartment are two gnolls. One of them is an absolute unit. He's over seven feet tall, wow. probably close to 400 pounds. And he has a bright flame orange mohawk on the crest <laughs> of his head. He appears to be holding a musical instrument in his arms, the other knoll, scrappy and lean and half the size of the big knoll, and he's wielding two daggers. <laughs> Following those two knolls out of this compartment, you see a small creature wearing a magnificent hat, a tri-cornered pirate's hat with gold tassels hanging off the corners and a big silver star on top. He looks like a tree frog with vibrant red and green skin. He holds up a large conch shell and shouts into it. People of Merchant Harbor, you're under attack by the greatest pirate would ever lived, the one and only Calacroak Jack. Do not be afraid, people. Just bring us your gold and riches and we will be on our way. Whoa, weird. And then <laughs> from the other segment of shell, it opens four waterlogged zombies emerge <laughs> and start shambling off the shell down onto the shoreline. Mm. Back up at the top of the turn order, Silbeth, a waterlogged undead, Clubhead, Tagpub, waterlogged undead, Calicroak Jack, another undead, Zombunny is unfortunately no longer with us. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I, I like to think that his the top half of his torso is lying on the beach and it's still going like <laughs> you got runt wendell the wombat and uh, at the tail end of the uh, turn order you got garth greengrass another undead the turtle and another undead so you got your hands full and it's Silbeth's turn okay this changed in dynamics quite a bit <laughs> <laughs> Do I know if dragon turtles can usually come on land? Well, based on what you're seeing in front of you right now, it does have a land movement speed. It can travel on land at half the speed that it can travel in water. I kind of have an instinct that it's no longer the main threat. So I'm going to cast Chaos Bolt 
Well, first of all, I'm going to twin it. I'm going to use some meta magic to twin Chaos Bolt. And then I'm going to target the pirate guy. Okay. Presumably the captain. Yeah. And I'm going to cast it at a third level, I think. Okay. Go ahead and roll it up. Uh, I'm going to use inspiration on this. And natural 20. Yes, sir. Yes. I also rolled twin ones, which means it's acid, but it twins. And then it twins again because I used my meta magic twinning. (laughs) (laughs) So first of all, the chaos bolt hits the pirate captain. Correct. The twin meta magic just means that you get to make, you basically are casting the spell twice. Right. And so each, each one of those has attack rolls. Got it. And then because you rolled the same number on both d8s, it leaps from the original target to a different creature of your choice within 30 feet, and then you have to make a new attack roll against the new target. Right. And a new damage roll. Okay. Which could, if you get doubles again, cause it to leap again. So this first attack hits Calicroak Jack. It is acid damage. It is a critical hit, so it does... (laughs) 33 damage. (laughs) So that one twinned. So let me roll another attack roll on a second target. Okay. I'm gonna target the big knoll. Okay. All right, I got an 11 on that one. That is going to miss Garth Greengrass. Okay, now, because I used my twin meta magic, I'm also gonna target the large knoll. That's my <laughs> second target for the twinning meta magic. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational Silbeth. <laughs> And I can only use one meta magic per casting, right? Yeah, it, unless you have there's there's some meta magics that specify that they can be used in addition, but unless it says that, then you can't. Right. So go ahead and roll that attack. Twenty three. Holy shit! <laughs> he thought he got away from you the first time, but that second one hits him right in the chest. He sure did. <laughs> by, by the way, you rolled two sixes for your damage. Which means that it's poison and, and, it, it, twins. and it twins again. <laughs> it twins again. So, Beth, what have we been doing this whole campaign? Oh my god! Eighteen poison damage. So then, I guess I'll twin it to the other <laughs> knoll. Oh boy, this is why Chaos Bold is awesome. If everything works out right, it's not working out very well for these pirates. <laughs> I'm going to use Tides of Chaos to give myself advantage on that. Oh, good idea using Tides of Chaos. Without advantage, you'd have rolled a nine, but with it, you got an 18, and that's a hit. What is a four and a five on the damage? Force or lightning? All right, I'm gonna re-roll the five and see if I get another four. Ah, you're using Empowered Spell. You have that, yes? I do. And Empowered Spell is one of those meta magic options that you can use even if you've already used a different meta magic during the casting of the spell. Yes. <laughs> Going for another twin. Nope. So you got a six. Force or poison. 10 force damage to that other guy. All right. <sighs> and now I think I'm finally done. <laughs> Best chaos bolt I ever cast. <laughs> All right, let me tell you what happens. Silbeth, facing the biggest and most dangerous foes she's ever encountered, knows that she has to target more than one of them. 
Luckily, she has a way. She taps into her metamagic abilities to create not one, but two different chaos bolts, one in her right hand, the other in her left. From her right hand, she hurls one at the pirate captain, Calicroak Jack. <laughs> Using the inspiration she has attained in her recent victories, she scores a critical hit. With deadly precision, she smokes that little tree frog buddy right in the middle of his chest, his exposed skin covered and sizzling with acid as he falls backwards into the compartment he just emerged from. <laughs> but the chaos was not finished. It tried to spring <laughs> from Calicroak Jack to the big knoll, narrowly missing. The knoll was about to chuckle at his own good fortune when Silbeth <laughs> throws the chaos bolt in her left hand. And as she does so, she taps into the tides of chaos within her own emotions, granting her the accuracy needed to bean the big knoll with a big old ball of poisonous energy. Yeah. But the chaos was not finished. <laughs> it sprung from the large knoll to the small knoll and struck him with a powerful force. And then the chaos was finished. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have one more thing to take care of. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yes. Because I use Tides of Chaos, it actually increases my emotional state by one, which since I had all this chaos surge through me already, I'm unable to control my wild magic surge, so I'm also gonna let a wild magic surge go. Wow. <laughs> Silmeth passes out. <laughs> Holy cow! You cast Ooh. Melf's Acid Arrow at second level, and you get to target the creature of your choice! Awesome. <laughs> All right. Tell me who's, like, what what the state of everyone is that I hit, and who else is up there. Sure. You can't see Calicroak Jack. You blasted him back into his little hidey hole. You see Runt, the smaller of the two gnolls. You see that Garth Greengrass, the larger of the two gnolls, is still up there, but he looks like he's knocking on death's door. <laughs> okay. And there's four of these waterlogged, undead, zombie-ish creatures crawling uh, upon the shore right now, kind of around where the top half of Zombunny is. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you've still got the undead dragon turtle. Right. I'll shoot it at one of those uh, zombie things. Okay. I have to make a range attack. It's going to take 4d4 acid damage if I hit. So I got a, a 16. A shimmering green arrow streaks out of your hands toward the waterlogged, bloated corpse that's shambling onto the shore. It bursts into a spray of acid. Okay. Oh, nice. That's uh, 13 damage. It will take 2d4 acid damage at the end of its next turn. All right. You don't destroy it or anything, but you do do quite a lot of damage to it. And uh, there's probably more on the way. Okay. I think I'm finally done. I believe I did 66 damage that round. <laughs> Marvelous. <laughs> she is an agent of chaos. We knew it when we started this adventure. <laughs> yes. So the first of the four waterlogged undead crawling onto the shore, one of them walks past the top half of Bunny, looks down at him, and a sea slug falls out of its mouth onto you. It continues up the shoreline. It can't make it all the way to any of you, but it will perhaps next turn. All right, it's Clubhead's turn. The moonbeam that I had cast, uh, did the dragon turtle leave its area? No. So it's still in the moonbeam. I'm going to use my... Uh, Halo of Spores ability. So I'm going to use one of my wild shape charges to surround myself in protective spores, 
giving myself 20 temporary hit points. Sweet. And then I'm going to move up to the um, closest enemy, which I believe is that waterlogged undead. That is true. Bonus action. I'll shillelagh my stick, Mm -hmm. and I'll get ready to beat its ass. I'm done. Wow. Wow. After Silbeth's turn, that was, like, highly disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) Where's your 66 damage, clubhead? Silbeth's turn took 20 minutes, so I figured mine would take 20 seconds, and it would average it out. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. (laughs) Good, good. Tag Pub 7, the four-armed construct working down at the docks, has lost his most effective weapon against the dragon turtle. The cannon that he fired uh, flew out of his hands into the water, but now Tag Pub 7 is wielding two light crossbows, and he says, Unauthorized monster! Unauthorized monster! (laughs) Thanks, Captain Obvious! And fires the two crossbows into the dragon turtle. It's not very effective, but it does 13 points of damage, all told. Next up, uh, another one of the waterlogged undead seeing Clubhead approaching comes running to take on this construct that it sees. It will approach this turn, does not have an attack uh, that it can do. And then Calicroakjack. Oh, buddy. <laughs> this little gripply tree frog folk, pretty confident coming into this thing. <laughs> you see him crawling out of the little hidey hole. His pirate <laughs> hat is askew. <laughs> He is not amused by his own misfortune. He straightens his pirate hat and leaps from the back of the dragon turtle into the shallow water. It's an amazing jump. He is, after all, a gripply capable of such things. He lands in the shallow waters and seeing Clubhead approaching, he points a magical rod at Clubhead and a black beam of energy blasts forth. My favorite kind of energy. I know an 11 doesn't hit Clubhead. No. You watch as this beam of black energy blasts past you, harmlessly hitting the rocks behind you. And the uh, the pirate captain curses under his breath and ends his turn. Yay. Yeah, just as he planned. The waterlogged undead that's already taken some damage continues to shamble toward the action. (laughs) It is the small gnoll's turn in combat, and he looks at what happened to the larger gnoll and screams, Garth, no! Ah!" (laughs) He's furious because his friend, father, who knows, is badly injured. He grabs Garth and shoves him into that compartment on the back of the turtle shell and slams it closed. And then he proceeds to use his movement to try to get down onto the docks. And then you see Dandy Griffin swoop down, his majestic wings blocking out the sun for just a moment. He's going to attack the uh, dragon turtle. He swoops down, tears at the head of the dragon turtle with his beak, but he's unable to penetrate the skull. And then he attacks with his claws and does 10 slashing damage as big chunks of flesh fall from the dragon turtle's head. But he is ending his turn right next to the dragon turtle's head. All right, so he ends his turn there. And then it's Wendell the Wombat's turn. Yes, finally. I command uh, the upper half of uh, Zombunny to continue roaring randomly. (laughs) 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 And then I... What's the frog guy's name? Calicroak Jack. I send a gigantic flaming sphere straight at Calicroak Jack's face. Oh my god. 
do it. All right, I summon it into position, and then I get it up to ramming speed, a little a distance away, and it rams into him. Even though he's in the uh, shallow part of the water, I don't think that would affect the flaming sphere. You're right. So he's going to have to make a dexterity saving throw. He got a natural 20. Uh, that's lame. 2d6 fire damage. All right, roll that. That's going to be six. He only takes three damage because he saved. All right. Uh, and if he ends his next turn uh, within f- you know, five feet of the sphere, he'll, tell- he'll take additional damage. Anything else, Wendell? No. All right, Garth Greengrass is... Who knows what he's doing inside that chamber? Whimpering to himself, perhaps, about his poor life choices, perhaps. <laughs> the waterlogged zombie is next. Uh, this one has not approached anyone yet, so it's going to crawl out of the water and uh, get up onto the shoreline. The undead dragon turtle, now with a tasty morsel within its grasp, is going to attack the sheriff, Dandy Griffin. Moonbeam, though. Moonbeam. <laughs> okay, well, he's got to make a, what, a con save? Yeah. Okay. Thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. He got a six. Oh, <laughs> full damage. Uh, ten points of damage. Oh. All right. Yeah, Moonbeam. And he turns back into... Celine Whiteheath. Uh, <laughs> Celine Whiteheath. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, no, he doesn't. But you do blast part of his shell away, exposing a, a stink that is very gross, pungent. All right. On his turn, though, he is going to still attack the sheriff with oh. bite. The dragon turtle got a 14. The sheriff's armor class is a 12. That is a hit as the dragon turtle chomps down on Dandy Griffin's legs, and he screams, Oh, my legs. I, I need those. Oh, that baby. To be fair, he doesn't really need his legs because he's got wings. What <laughs> <laughs> kind of a jerk thing is that to say to a guy who just got his legs bitten just, off? You know, just uh, pointing that out. And then spits him out and swipes at him with a claw, missing him. Mm. And then swipes at him again with another claw, this time hitting him again. Oh, no. And feathers and fur go flying. Because the griffin has both. <laughs> but he's still alive. He's still alive. The final waterlogged undead crawls up onto the shoreline, and they're kind of in a big row. Uh, it's Silbeth's turn. Silbeth puts out a towel and sets up a an umbrella and lies down on the beach and relaxes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did we kill anything yet? Nope. I mean, I don't think it's going to work like last round, but I might as well try the same thing. I'm going to go ahead and twin a third level cast bolt. And who are you casting it at? I'm going to cast it again at the captain guy with the rod. Okay. Does a 10 hit. He is able to duck out of the way. It just passes over his hat. I get to target a second target. How damaged does the big knoll look? Uh, The big knoll is inside the dragon turtle's shell, like in that compartment. So when you last saw him, he looked really rough, but you can't see him now. Okay. Who else went back in there? Anyone? Runt basically tossed Garth into the shell and closed it. Calicroak Jack came closer to the shoreline. Uh, Runt uh, jumped down. Uh, He's headed down toward the dock, presumably to attack Tagbub. And who's Garth Greengrass? He's the big knoll. He's the big knoll. Okay. But he's he's essentially not in this round. Correct. Okay. Are there any undamaged, waterlogged undead? There are four undamaged, waterlogged undead. All right, I'll cast one the twin spell at 
The one that looks like it's the most threatening at the moment. One of them has a really mean look on his face. <laughs> All right. I'll do that one. Like a snarl? Yeah, like he's... <laughs> on 11. Yes, it hits. That is for 13 damage, and I will go with acid. Ooh. See, now you're talking. Acid sizzles as it hits this uh, undead creature. A pretty sizable chunk of damage blasts one of its arms off, as a matter of fact. Now, you guys all notice that unlike a lot of undead, these undead are carrying weapons. Okay, I think that is it for me. A much different round, but that's how chaos goes. All right, so one of the challenges of playing Dungeons & Dragons in an audio medium is that you may be wondering, where is everyone in relation to everyone else on the battlefield? Well, uh, let's try to figure that out, shall we? Well, I I had sort of run up kind of closer to them. So I'm down on the beach. Yeah, I was was kind of hanging back to use my range spells. As was I, yeah. I, I sent that's why I sent Bunny up to get murderized <laughs> by the turtle, but I'm standing back farther. <laughs> okay, so uh, waterlogged undead approaches Clubhead, who p- has put himself in the front line. Yeah. And this waterlogged undead is holding a spear and attacks with both hands. <laughs> a three bounces off my shield, and uh, as a reaction when it approaches me. I'm going to send a puff of noxious spores at it. It's going to have to make a constitution saving throw. Awesome. That's their favorite. That is a natural 20. Okay, no damage. But it is your turn now. Uh, And you are starting that turn within five feet of one of these waterlogged undead. So the, the aroma of stink hits you. Are you immune to poison? I'm not immune. I do have advantage uh, and resistance to poison. Okay, so uh, DC 10 constitution saving throw for you. That'll be a 15, because I have advantage. You pass. You are now immune to the zombie's stench for the next 24 hours. <laughs> I've smelled worse. I basically grew up in a sewer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. And is this the one that's all, like, damaged? or nope. No. Okay. Undamaged. Undamaged buddy here. I have some options here. I kind of want to know how grouped up everybody is down at the base of the dragon turtle. Yeah, yeah, this is kind of difficult to envision. So you've got the waterlogged undead approaching the shoreline. There's four of them. You'd probably be able to hit three of them with most of your spells. The captain, Calicroak Jack, is also nearby, but he's behind the waterlogged undead. So like a 15-foot cone wouldn't hit him, but a 30-foot area of effect probably would. The dragon turtle also could be hit by a larger area of effect, but the gnolls are basically out of play for you right now, except for very direct, longer distance spells. Uh, the the small knoll, Runt, is on the dock, and Garth Greengrass is inside the turtle shell. I'm gonna go ahead and slap this uh, waterlogged undead with my beat stick. <laughs> so here it goes, shillelagh, baby. Oh, that's only a 10 to hit. That's a hit. Hey! <laughs> that is exactly what you need to hit these waterlogged undead. Hey, perfect. I barely tried, and I succeeded. Yeah, but if your turn doesn't take 20 minutes, I don't really feel like you're doing anything, so... <laughs> Same! Same with me! <laughs> Eight damage. Eight points of bludgeoning damage. Awesome. Uh, and guys, it may seem like I'm not really accomplishing much, but I still got my shroom beam. I got all sorts of hit points, and I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm going to end my turn. You knock some flesh off of this thing. 
It spits out a starfish. Whoa. <laughs> uh, Tag Pub 7, seeing that Runt is approaching him, says, Stop, intruder. He fires two crossbow bolts at him. Ooh. Boom and boom. Whoa. Hitting him with both of them. Pew, pew. Oh, wow. 20 points of piercing damage. <laughs> it staggers Runt for a second. Cool. cool. <laughs> Waterlogged undead. The one that you just struck, Clubhead, yeah. is coming toward you. He is uh, holding a scimitar and swings it at you. 13 to hit. That is a miss. Because my turn happened again, I get another reaction. So I'm going to use my reaction now to hit this guy with a con save. You're puffing him in the face with the spores, are you? Yep. Puff daddy. <laughs> oh, he fails. Fails. Okay, he takes six necrotic damage. Ugh, he doesn't like it. Good. I am waterlogged undead. <laughs> the uh, Gripply, noticing that he's surrounded by fire and needs to do something to escape that fate, <laughs> uh, dives under the water and swims closer to shore, avoiding having to get burnt up. He knows that Wendell the Wombat just hit him with that, so he aims his rod Uh-oh. at Wendell. And he fires it. Hmm. Natural one. <laughs> As this this beam of black energy, it misses you by like five feet. I don't really want to know what that does when it hits, personally. Me neither. Can I get a rod that shoots big dick energy? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> there, are, there are some supplements you can get to get that. All right, so the uh, waterlogged undead that uh, takes the acid damage, he takes 2d4 on his turn oh, here. Oh, the Melf's acid arrow? Seven. Oh, wow. Nice. That acid arrow's done 20 damage. It basically has turned this waterlogged undead zombie into a skeleton. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Just barely holding together. It shambles up toward Clubhead. It enters your area, Clubhead. Okay, uh, I, I use my reaction already, so I can't hurt it. Oh, uh, this one doesn't have a scimitar. This one has a spear, and so it's going to lunge forward at you and try to stab you with a spear. Sure. It only has one one arm, though, so it can only do one arm. To, oh, 20 to hit. Okay, that hits. Take six damage. Six damage. Did anyone uh, submit an NPC named uh, Pat Scimitar? <laughs> no. A bard? A bard? Nope. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, okay. <laughs> Pat Simitar. Uh, okay, I gotta make a concentration check here, uh, which I pass. Excellent, and now we move on to the small knoll. His name is Runt, and he is wiry and sinewy and very quick. He has leapt down onto the dock, where he has charged toward Tag Pub 7, swinging wildly with his daggers. His daggers just pling, pling, pling right off of the armor. Your attacks were not successful. <laughs> Just then, the sheriff, Dandy Griffin, battered and bloodied, makes a courageous attack on the dragon turtle, and he, he's clawing and ripping with his beak through the dragon turtle's skull. And this dragon turtle is starting to look a little rough. Ooh, nice. Wendell the Wombat. Okay, could I get my flaming sphere next to two of the zombies? Absolutely. Excellent. There's two that are fresh. Two that are wounded, and then one that's almost dead. Okay, we're going to go after the wounded ones. The most wounded one, I'm going to ram, and then position the sphere in between the two. Okay. And this is all a bonus action. Oh, wow. So they can make a save, and then they're going to take 2d6, potentially halved. Uh, the one that I hit can make a constitution save. 
All right. Or, sorry, dexterity saving. So just a dexterity save, which uh, he gets a 12. Yes. All right, so you send this sphere flying, direct hit into this zombie, which is too slow to move out of the way. And it takes the full force of this direct hit. Five. And then crumbles motionless in the water. For a moment, you think, maybe you've done it. But then it rolls a 19 on its constitution saving throw (laughs) and comes back out of the water with one hit point. And now the sphere is next to both of those zombies. All right, anything else? Yes, now I must take an action. Wendell is going to dive into the ground and tunnel in the direction of Frog Buddy. All right. Yeah, he's kind of behind some of these zombies uh, further down the shoreline. You're able to dive into the ground. Your movement is only 10 feet burrowing, I believe. So you won't be able to get all the way there this turn. But But I will be underground where rod beams can't hit me, hopefully. Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay, Clubhead, you easily fend off a feeble attempt at an attack by one of these waterlogged corpses. You notice that although they are using weapons, they're, they're not very good at using weapons. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> and then Uh-oh. it is the zombie dragon turtle's turn. Undead dragon turtle, though. He's still got that trim beam on him. Yeah, it's his turn, so he's got to make a con save. That is a 15. Oh, this bitch. That's what he needed. Um... Yeah, so I rolled a 17 on the 2d10, so half of that is eight points of damage. The zombie dragon turtle lets out an agonized groan. You are very close to putting an end to this gargantuan undead, but it is also being attacked by a griffin, and that griffin has just plucked out its eye. Driven by rage alone, the zombie dragon turtle snaps its jaws again at the sheriff Dandy Griffin. No, Dandy! 14 is a hit as the dragon turtle's jaws slam closed on Dandy Griffin's wing. Ah, ah. Oh, gosh. And then the dragon turtle reaches up with a bony claw and scrapes the sheriff oh. away from his jaws, <laughs> doing 33 points of damage oh. as the sheriff tumbles into the water unconscious. Uh-oh. <laughs> Dandy! The sheriff needs your help, but you guys are still in a fight. In fact, Clubhead, you fend off another weak attack by one of these waterlogged undead, and that's when you all notice something. Oh, dear. (laughs) A small but ominous storm cloud gathers directly over the dragon turtle. And you guys are all familiar with casting spells in your own ways, but this doesn't feel like a spell. Oh, dear. And just like that, there is an enormous thunder crack and lightning strike right into the dragon turtle. Uh-huh. And standing where that bolt hit is a very much alive <gasps> and well-rested Bunny DePain. Yeah! <laughs> wow! Bunny's an angel. <laughs> uh, 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 I, I'm confused. <laughs> He went to a far distant star and forged a new axe using Groot's arm as a handle. <laughs> that was a large Peter Dinklage, and I just got to work. <laughs> did, did he turn into a superhero? I, you don't know. You don't know. It's just... <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
And that is episode 41 of the Valley of Green Gold. We're having such a blast playing this game, and this adventure has been so much fun. A lot of unexpected detours and twists and turns. It'll probably be like March or something before uh, we come to the conclusion, which is exciting because we're having a good time. We have another adventure that is coming to a thrilling finale. That is Cult Busters, our monthly live stream adventure. That happens on Tuesday, December 19th. To find out about it and to check it out, go to ratedrpgpodcast.com. We'll have the link there for the live stream on the 19th. Uh, our next live stream adventure kicks off January 30th. We embark on a whole new monthly live stream adventure. Our buddy Nick from Five Entertainment is uh, back in the DM chair, and we're playing all new characters. We're very excited about that uh, coming up, the premiere of the next live stream adventure on January 30th. I mean, we really love playing D&D together, and we'd probably be doing it regardless, uh, but making a podcast is a whole other bucket of fish, and uh, thank you for helping us eat those fish, because without your support, it'd be pretty tough to to make this all work. It's already pretty tough to make, make it all work, uh, but we're getting better at it, and I think we're, we really are hitting our stride, and we'll continue to hit our stride. So thank you for your support, especially uh, in Patreon. Nick from Five Entertainment, we mentioned you. You're our DM, man. Greywolf99, Mick and Addy, and Sean Henry. The rations and adventuring gear are much appreciated. Uh, many thanks to the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade. Members in good standing include H.D. Burke, Random.Guy, and John W. Mangrum. You guys in the GPB, thank you. Thank you very much. The dangers of Crow Island seem to be escalating, but uh, Lord Deputy Chris Fail has been working hard to promote business investment, and the wizard weary, the Duke of Lux, has been seen around town, greasing the wheels of bureaucracy, as it were, and the Duke's Turtle and Crow have scattered some treasure throughout the realm, so some more rolls on the tables of potentially decent random stuff will be happening. You know, the Merchant Harbor Gazette, their printing press got all jammed up with a bunch of ink, and so they're, they're trying to work that out. We want to thank all of our Merchant Harbor Gazette tier supporters. Uh, you guys are going to be in the headlines again real soon. Uh, but in the meantime, some tragic news. Jason P. New and Igor Vakich were recently hired to scrub barnacles off of one of Alain Coltan's ships. It's not easy work. You don't get paid much, but you get to make your own hours. And uh, they just happened to be working the, the exact hour that that zombie dragon turtle showed up and just chomped the hell out of them. With any luck, we'll be able to scavenge a piece or two for the bucket of friends, you know, before the little fish get at them. Uh, on behalf of everyone around Ye Old Gaming Table, thank you for enjoying the Rated RPG Podcast. <laughs>